Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Food News and Chews Radio. We got a great show for you. That's Sylvia Lovely. That is Chef Jeremy Ashby. Norma Taylor's on Zoom with us today. She's our events coordinator. And we're going to talk today. We have a theme for the for the show, and that's large-scale cooking. Big well, food. Big food. It's we're big gonna, sky country in Montana, and it's mm-hmm. big food here. Big food in Lexington. We're going to talk yeah. to the executive chef of the uh, Kentucky Convention Center, Kentucky International Convention Center, who cooks for sometimes up to 25,000 people. people. Ooh, I can't wait to... Can you imagine doing that? Chef, how, how hard... <coughs> You just have to be a special kind of person to do that. Yeah. You need you got to coordinate. You got to be an orchestra leader, right? Yeah, it's basically um, it's like performance art. It is like yeah, it's like, like a ballet. here's the here's the horn section. Here's the right. you know somebody's in charge of. It's exactly how it well, comes. Well, it's probably together. like being an air traffic controller. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you've got planes flying in all over. I the yeah. I like the I like all these analogies. All that and then some. Really. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Now let's talk a little bit about this. One of the things that he'll talk about, and I think we can talk about in general, is how we're changing. We're coming out of the pandemic. So right. There's pent up, pent up desire <laughs> for stuff. For I, big I, stuff. The you know at, at the pre and the catering companies we talk to because we're all pitching in to get mm-hmm. things done right now. Um, we call it the revenge of catering, the revenge of events. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're back this year. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way uh, Sylvia looked at me when she said pent up desire. <laughs> I, mean, I feel just saying it's felt, felt like a personal attack but but you're right people are starting to things are starting to come back now yeah, and yeah. all the weddings yeah. that got put off and all the vacations yeah, and all yeah. the things and on top of that we have all these kinds of trends going on yeah. uh the big events festivals and things like that are not only happening more yeah. but they're different right you know everybody's looking for an experience i say yeah. that we're not buying stuff that there's going to be huge inventories of stuff in sure. stores because people don't buy clothes anymore they don't buy shoes we stuff. want to see things and experience, experience things. things. So the festivals uh, and, and some of the things that have been mentioned is they're more personalized and customized. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I saw that happen. In fact, I think that, you know, we did that ourselves in, in, in several events, too. And, and I don't know. I think it was one. You didn't know what the demand was going to be when you're entering into these mm-hmm. things or people going to do it, right? But mm-hmm. also, you really couldn't do the capacity or numbers you had before. One, because it was restricted. Two, you didn't have the staff anymore. That's right. So what you did was like, okay, in order to do this event, we have to bring in this kind of money. Yeah. So we, we really just had to make them more quality but more expensive. Limited yeah. numbers. But overall, I think what's go- what happened was it kind of equalized the, the returns. You know, mm-hmm. people started making the money they needed to hold events. Mm-hmm. People started paying the money they needed to do it right, to pay the people right. To, That's you know, right. It kind of really evened out the, the economics of it by making it a little bit more exclusive. Well, have you noticed VIP packages? Well, I was going to say, I can tell you on the, on the music side, yeah. concerts are now... The VIP experiences, and when I say well, VIP experiences, experience in the music things like business. private bathrooms, um, private bartenders. So if How you about go like meeting the stars, is that even that, that some done? some stars are not doing meet and greets because of COVID anymore? Still oh, to this day, yeah. and they've kind of used that as a, as I don't want to say an excuse, but well, it's a reason to just not special tents of food. Right. Like so what you're seeing now food. is. Very expensive VIP package that include people want clean bathrooms, people want air conditioning, they want private bartenders. Mm-hmm. So those packages are selling out at concerts. Those are selling out first. 
not the general admission because people because you know why if you spend a hundred dollars on a ticket you don't want to wait in line 30 minutes to buy beer we had gotten to the point where the festival experience and convention and big experiences were done terribly right you know there was never enough there was never enough water there was never enough supplies the lines were always too long you know and and i guess by making it more vip it Mm-hmm. Made it better. It's certainly more expensive. I'll so if that. I want to go to a show, a show or a concert or whatever the event is, I could pay a hundred dollars and just get in, or I could pay two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and you get all that, and I get stuff. all that. Right. I'll, you know, and since I'm not going to one every weekend, I'll do it good. Yeah. I'll, I'll do yeah. it right. We don't do this, honey, very often, so we're going to go right. For it. I think you're seeing more of that, and you know, because people miss it and, and they want to enjoy. And the other idea that's happening is people are going with themes. Like, what's your community theme? Like, there's a witchcraft expo there's comic-con there's you know things that are like very much i think people are looking for their tribes because they had two years Uh apart Mm -hmm. they want to find their like-minded people Mm -hmm. and they want to hang out with those and they have to reach sponsors so yes. that's another thing that's going on. And I like it because it all pigeons into food somehow. Right. All these and people got to eat somewhere. Right. Yeah. And they're always looking for some kind of a food add-on that that they can connect with, that, right? That's It's all hand in hand. I love it. Yeah. So a lot of concerts started off as, oh, music festivals rather, started off as music festivals and are now music and food festivals mm-hmm. because, and mm-hmm. Bird and Beyond is a great Art one. Art festivals. Are Art, because people who are, again, spending $200 on a ticket don't want to eat a cheap hot dog. Right. They want to eat, they expect better yeah. food. And that's where, like, you're, guys like you come in. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're demanding it. If you're going to spend all day at a, at a concert and at a festival, then you're going to have to eat at some point in time. A lot of them don't let you bring in food, right. so the stuff that they're serving. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about cheap hot dogs in a minute, but let's talk about home cooks because mm-hmm. okay. we're going to talk big food. But big, big food. to me is ten people at Thanksgiving that I can't get all the food ready at the same time. The right. potatoes are cold, or you know, you've got mm. about forty-five casseroles you want to do, and you only got four burners. You only have four burners. Right. You don't have the fancy stoves. You're not ever going to have that. You don't do it that often. One of the issues is how do you get things done quickly what are the easiest things you can do so that you don't have to try yourself up in a pretzel to get things done so what are some hacks there's some hacks in there there's some uh just how do you get things done first of all at the same time well i mean i don't think i have anything innovatively new to share on that front but you know people tend to not prep ahead of time especially when it comes to holidays Mm -hmm. just getting your casseroles and your baked order stuff done can be done way ahead of time and kept in the cooler to be fired up that morning right um that being said you have to have them all come up at once and we've gone through this scenario too i'm at the point now where it's either if we do a turkey then we're only allowed to pick four side dishes. Right. Oh, no. Okay. Limited. Limited. Make it better. Make it less, but make it better. Right. Because we all, and one of the biggest trends of 2022 in terms of chefs and mentality and thinking that I'm reading from our industry Mm -hmm. is all about sustainability and no waste. You know, we've been through it and we we see what's happening to our planet. Um, So... You know, kind of eat in season and keep it good, but tight. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by tight is keep your meal focused. Yeah. A lot of times if you sit around and think about, yeah, you love all these holiday side dishes. I do too. I like them independently. But I'm telling you, some of these things really don't jive together. 
they really they're not a nice meal they're not a gourmet experience they're not cuisine well, all right so when you when you um i go ahead i'm thinking about no like a thanksgiving plate where there's 47 <laughs> it's different slop it's yeah. slop it is great just, i love it i'm not dogging anybody right. okay but i know what you're talking well, about well what are the four that that are just really good staples that go together well right? i it depends on your family but what i mean is just keep it to your protein your starch mm-hmm. your vegetable you know your your relish and your sauce you know maybe a salad don't get three starches and three vegetables and two different types of bread just kind of focus it in and start thinking about how they play together you know if you're going to have say broccoli casserole which is rich and creamy then you know maybe scalloped potatoes would not be as good of a choice as a roasted potato or a mashed potato you don't need mac and cheese mashed potatoes (laughs) and stuffing like it's just it's a lot of you know what i mean unless your aunts and you know such and your grandmother and uh, those people are willing to bring it no that's a different thing (laughs) i I always think that's the way to do thanksgiving guys i mean that's what it was all about Mm -hmm. was you know okay maybe the main person does the the turkey and gravy and the meat and then something and then everybody brings a, a hot casserole ready to go at the time and even that's over the top i mean like yeah. you said it's just you can't even fit it all in and no and take you, it back home with you yeah like don't leave it but that's yeah, what I don't they, everybody it. has a favorite can recipe. i give you my hack and yeah. i'm gonna share hack, this hack, hack. i'm gonna share this with you okay. and i expect it to be kept secret okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right <laughs> your best friend it, you guys use crock pots at home yes all right big, i know what they are all right big crock pot i'm a big crock pot guy but i say crock. <laughs> me too i i like to buy the big crock I have chili the big in a crock pot right. is the best so they make something called slow cooker liners these little bags here oh. right <laughs> yeah. now the reason why those oh. are your best friends and they're bags that you that you slow line your liners. cook your slow cooker with so that you you don't have to clean up but what they don't tell you is you can put two or three or four of those bags in a big enough crock pot with two or three or four different things and either cook them at the same time or hold them at the same temperature at the same time so i'll put a bag of mashed potatoes a bag you know put your make your mashed potatoes put them in one of these bags put that in the crock pot next to a bag of stuffing next to a bag of corn pudding things that don't have to be presented you know they can just put them in a bowl and they have a warmer thing on it and it'll stay for hours like that until you're ready absolutely right it now, does work. Put two or three in the melt? same crock pot as a bag, or in the same crock pot at the same time. My, my science just doesn't work out because it seems like to me the bag would melt. <laughs> right. Well, that's what's so good about those bags is yeah. they, they they won't. Yeah. Don't do it with a with a grocery bag. Yeah. But get the get the slow cooker bags and whatever will fit in your you can you can have four different things in your crock pot at the same time and you could do that even after you cook them conventionally exactly put them in put them there in and put it on warm yep because the crock pot's great for that crock pot's great at holding yeah yeah so that's my tip don't tell anybody okay you got me it. on that that was awesome Thank I, you. Love I, that. I do what i can so anyway um speaking of cheap hot dogs you know when you do there are times when you want to go to a festival and all you want is the junkiest thing you can come up with. Like right? every time. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they you don't want nice food. Or even if you're in the VIP tent, you're going to sneak out and get a funnel cake, right? So the number one thing is corn dogs. That's the number one guilty pleasure at a festival? Yeah. I get that. Funnel cake is there. Deep fried anything. Yeah. Um, cotton candy, obviously. Anything on a stick. I was, you know why? Think about all those things. They all have the stick, and the reason why it's convenient is because you can walk and eat at the same. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't need a plate. Anything you don't need a plate for. I don't want to. I don't want to use a knife and a fork at a festival. I think you have come to determine you can sell anything at the state fair as long as it's yeah, portable. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, as long as I mean, if you can make, I as mean, long as it has butter and it's fried, <clears> and, you know, and you can walk around eating it. And yeah, you can walk around. You eating can sell it. it at the at the yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Some of the most unusual ones are cotton candy tacos. What? How oh. do you do that? I didn't see how you made it. Just oh. that that's popular. Gotta, hang on, mm-hmm. I got to Google that. Cotton candy tacos. That sounds like an that, that sounds like an, uh, it's like on a, your list. An yeah. abomination. I don't know. Con, is it, I can't. Is it cotton candy tacos? But is it? it it's so, not like I got ground beef in it or something. Yeah. No way. Do you think the taco oh. is? I bet it's like a like a dessert or a candy, right? Oh, I can't, uh, cotton candy taco. I'm, I'm afraid to Google this because I don't know what's going to come up when I do. Okay, cotton candy, <laughs> only if I could spell. Okay, cotton candy taco. I'm hitting, oh. Now you have oh, a, wow. Okay, what, so okay, what, is it? what it looks like is pretty much a banana split made inside cotton candy. Like, oh, oh, the so cotton candy is the taco. Holy that thing! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I okay, was so it's cotton candy shell with vanilla ice cream in yeah. it. And stuff. So I don't look portable to me, but it looks delicious. Yeah, I was worried. I thought that, like you said, there was like <laughs> I'm here taco meat. I know. Meat. I thought maybe the I got worried. It wasn't was coming stuff. together for me. Yeah, I couldn't. But that's oh, that's legit. Okay, I'm stealing yeah. that. Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. That's not a bad idea at all. No, yeah. I mean for your kids. I mean, especially just just to really jazz it up on a Saturday night. You know, yeah, get that bag of cotton candy, get the ice cream, and then then it looks like you kind of squeeze the cotton candy into a little disc and then fold it like a taco and then put your ice cream in there of course because I mean, we've all compressed cotton candy sure. down to a flat <laughs> yeah, malleable I know. serve yeah like you a know, and then roll fried it in your tongue bu- it's fried butter normal saturday uh, night fried butter fried butter have you seen that done before guys no no so that's like so i guess the one i know we we did it when the molecular gastronomy oh, was I back in that. was cool you know when we we're making all that disgusting stuff <laughs> But anyway, it was kind of a, a reverse um, reverse thermo whatever chemical where you put in the butter and as it got like as it got hot, it solidified. Whoa! Right, and as it got cold, it melted. Really? Yeah, thermo reversible chemicals really? for food. Yeah, that's pretty neat, right? And that's and we can do yeah. And then we also made a hot ice cream. You know, so we, we put a ice cream and you scoop it out and you and you dip it in hot water and it solidified into a ball and we put it in the bowl right and when you eat it to be ice cream it was hot and as it as you were sitting at the table and as it got Where? cold it melted the people you, you can get your head around it. yeah the, okay let me ask when it comes to molecular gastronomy which yeah. was a huge thing five years ago and yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen we 10 years ago 10 years 2005 and on yeah. about yeah. Was it a novelty that people were just kind of done with now? Like yeah, the, the no- it was hard? it more of a novelty than anything, or was it really good? Well, I mean, the, the, the really good guys got it to be pretty delicious, um, but very focused. I don't know, yeah. guy. I mean, there's a, there's a niche for it because overall, it's just not. You're not getting fed. Yeah. Like you're not getting fed real food, a good plate of well balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting a tasting and a tasting menu of really experimental and fun and delicious things. It's just a different experience that you want every now and then, maybe even just maybe once in a lifetime. Maybe not popular enough for restaurants to. Actually yeah, you're not going to want it on Wednesday night. You'd rather have um, a really good, you know, deep, seared medium rare rib. So on. would every one of the chefs that works yeah. there. How sure. about a right. deep fried watermelon? I'm not going to pass it up. What do you? Uh, is it battered? Um, I've seen that one before. It's got like a light tempura batter, like a Monte Cristo style Ugh, batter. I'm having a hard time with that. Ooh. I've seen the, uh, the smoke. Have you guys seen the smoked watermelon where they. Yes, where, I have. Where it, smoke it. Yeah. And yeah, then it kind of looks like a like steak. Yeah. 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 Like and they pay $80 for yeah. it. The cauliflower steak that yep. we, we made one day for television. For mm-hmm. Yeah. Salad on a stick. That sounds weird. 
I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I I mean, that's probably like those Caprese skewers or whatever. When I want something on a stick, though, I want it to be unhealthy. Yeah. Like right. a Snickers bar, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't a want deep fried Snickers bar, cauliflower on a stick. On a stick. Eh, no thanks. No, 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 no. I can do that when I'm back to my senses or whatever. Right. Uh, and then you've made as many as twenty five thousand steaks, or you've participated in that. Is that twenty five hundred? No, twenty five thousand. Twenty five hundred. Are steaks hard to do in mass um, production? If you don't have the right setup, they can be, but they, they, you know, different on the approach you want to take, it's, it can be very easy. I mean, we just talked about um, your crock pot and those little bags, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you could easily sous vide steaks in a large kettle mm-hmm. to 130 degrees, right at rare. Um, you know, hundreds at a time. I'd open a bag, there's a hundred cooked steaks. You just season them and then season put them on a flat top to sear both sides and they're gone. Done. You know, you just keep a, an assembly line train of those moving and get through 2,500 steaks in, I don't know, a half hour? You can't really? do the nuances of medium, rare. Oh, blah, no. Blah, blah, blah. You can't no. do it. Yeah, you, <laughs> so people don't need to expect You probably, that. you know, if you want it done in, say, a half hour, let's say 50 steaks per chef in a half hour, mm-hmm. you need to do the math. That many, got, that many cooks on the grill. What do you do when someone... At a catering event, do you do... Can you do the... Oh, I want mine well done. I know, or I don't know. Is it, you default to like medium unless someone really asks for... And then maybe right? maybe you can accommodate. So it depends like if it's a buffet. Yeah. You know, it's done and it's out. They might have some little cuts they can go back there and look for. Right. If somebody um, really Either way, you're, you're, huh. you're, you're being extra. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're being extra. Yeah. Yeah. Extra. Right. You are... Hey, speaking of fun, we shouldn't yeah. get off the topic of fun. That uh, kind of a sad thing. Tilty Bob's closed. Yeah, after oh, just six man. months. Yeah. I never got to go, and I like that kind of stuff. I don't stuff. know what is the place. What is the situation with that place? I guess there's no park. I guess it's just. I guess it's the or yeah, it's location. Too, maybe too. I think it's I just that know, location. You know, kids, the college kids like places like. We've talked about doomed locations before. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's just one of them. Yeah. I hate to say that. Like three restaurants, right? And they've all gone out early yeah so that's that's the problem so before we talk about big food which we're going to do next segment um let's talk about azure and the restaurant and yeah. the fall menu and all yeah, that because some, some good change. stuff there some really good stuff but the Sylvia, sylvia's tomato pie went away boo well the tomatoes went away so you wouldn't mm-hmm. want you wouldn't want a tomato pie made out of um you no. know grocery store and wholesale tomatoes this time of year but you know we're into the, the winter and fall and autumn flavors There's one Dish I really like. I want you guys to come and try. Um, I named it after my wife. It's called Leslie Ann's oh, yeah, Salad. Uh-huh. And what we're doing is we're just taking a, a black cast iron skillet like you have at home mm-hmm. and heating it up lightly. And we've got just a pat of butter and a pat of olive oil in it. And we add some diced sweet potatoes and fresh roasted beets. Um, and we saute those up and get a little foamy from the butter where it kind of bubbles a little bit. Um, and then to that, we add a little bit of shredded kale. Mm-hmm. and kind of let it crunch and sizzle mm-hmm. and then some dried cranberries and then we take blistered brussels sprouts from we, literally we drop them in the deep fryer raw for about 10 seconds and they just bubble and pop and they get really mm-hmm. seared and we throw that in the skillet with the sweet potatoes and the beets and um and the cranberries and then we deglaze it with this balsamic no it's a dijon blackberry vinaigrette and we oh, use wow. white balsamic vinegar to make it um, so that hits the pan and sizzles, and it's kind of like a warm, 
root vegetable autumn fall mm-hmm. salad that oh. we put in a bowl. Um, you can add goat cheese Sounds to it if you want to, so and then warm? some candied pecans on top. It's is warm. It's yeah. warm. Oh, yeah. I love a warm good. salad. I, I really do. I enjoy warm that's salads. That's interesting to me. Is that uncommon? I think I'm, I'm, it's interesting that you told us about it because I don't. I wouldn't thought about that. Yeah. So you know, warm, warm kind of vegetable fall salads. It, it wasn't really commonplace for the longest time, but. Um, you know, every now and then you'd see like a kilt green salad or the wilted spinach and bacon mm-hmm. salads yeah, out there. Right. You, you know, in Northern Kentucky, they serve hot slaw sometimes as a salad. Yeah, um, so it's, it makes sense to me. And I really like those kind of warm, mm-hmm. warm salads as well. And it's a good way to just get lots of good, well, other than the Brussels, local vegetables into, wow. yeah. into a skillet. I take it, Leslie Ann commissioned that <laughs> yeah kind of she kind of did this is just all the things that she kind of likes and you know and that's oh, his wife that. he had to that's do my it. wife yeah, yeah. so yeah. she was really excited because i've never never named anything after her before uh so that's kind of fun uh then you know i like getting into the this fall weather where we're taking short ribs and, oh, and slowly braising yeah, those down with red so wine good. and mushrooms yeah. and now we have them over this just goat cheese mashed potato we're whipping up that we're, we're starting that menu um tonight really uh and then some blistered brussels and root vegetable crunch on top of that is that special Uh, no it's actually on the menu you should be able to get this dish for for the next month uh our duck lo mein has been really really good are you doing a special i'm sorry are you doing a special um keeneland menu uh no just this this is the the this is the menu for for probably till the end of november i'd say you know the next two months Breeders' Cup and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So duck lo mein is a big popular one. Duck confit. We slowly raise that down and then do kind of a, a veggie lo mein that's kimau with oyster mm. sauce and mm. soy and, and lo mein noodles. A little bit of a homemade kimchi made with cucumber and cabbage on top. Uh, really sets that one off. Let me ask you about that one. Can chicken be substituted for duck? Yeah, yeah. We do that one. Uh, it's popular for the staff to do it with fried chicken. Right. Um, and then the. F- Let's see, French pork chop, I'm loving cinnamon chipotle rubbed, andouille mm-hmm. sausage, sweet potato hash, a little bit of wilted garlic and kale and mushrooms on top. And then we make the cider jus. I love it. We take just local apple cider and add a cinnamon pod, star anise, and a little bit of clove, bay leaf, and onion. And we just slowly reduce that with a hint of maple syrup until it's kind of nappe thick. And then um, finish it with a pat of butter. Oh, that and then just kind of, we just kind of pour that over the pork chop and it gives it that mm. you know fall mm. autumn feel it's you're really, talking about language with that really juicy oh. but oh. anyway check that out new menus will be out at the diner too buffalo chicken omelets are coming out some really fun things just geeking out and having fun food over is there. so good there yeah uh, that new mexican breakfast i love it that's a good um, one uh thank you for having the cheese board too the yeah the meat and cheese board good. i like that, that one you know, it's, it's a nice way to start this. a meal yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, or um, as your meal. You know, ours <laughs> we do um, a little bit of uh, andouille sausage, which I like. It's full flavor, and we grill that so it's warm when you get mm-hmm. it. A uh, little bit of sliced prosciutto, uh, just a ball of our pimento cheese, and then uh, then we take goat cheese, and we ball that up, and then we marinate it with olive oil right. and herbs. Put that on the board. Um, a little bit of brie cheese, and then whatever fruit compote we make. You know, we just yeah. put yeah. that on the board. Some pickles, some grain mustard, and then I love these everything sesame flatbread crackers. Hey, you know what? We were talking the other night. I won't, I won't identify who I was talking to, but uh, those pickles could be fried up, and those would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> those pickles are so good. Yeah. Fried I, pickles. Now, that's There's a nothing thing. wrong with that. Yeah. There's, there's nothing, nothing wrong. I might have to do a Sylvia burger. <laughs> Give it a shot. Like yeah. Fried pickles on the burger. It's about time she I has her own thing. She would like. 
like I want my own burger. And she I wants my, her own burger. My tomato's gone. I need a new thing. Yeah. All right. In keeping with the theme of big food, <laughs> coming up next, we're going to talk to the executive chef of the Kentucky International Convention Center about how do you cook for a stadium. Up Gosh. next, <laughs> Food News and Chews Radio. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Now it's time to talk to someone who's relatively new in a pretty big position. This is uh, a yeah. yeah, festival big coming food. back, big food, <laughs> big events. And uh, Chris Roth is the executive chef of the Kentucky Convention Center, which, which is International Convention International. Center. Yeah. yeah, these so are these we, serve people all over from the state that come in and everywhere that come into these events, right? Yeah. So yeah. I got to brag on Chris. Like, we go way back. Yeah, We're the do. same culinary school. I got to work with him when he was young. He was a sous chef at Azure. You know, so we started talking about, you know, show segments and, you know, this, the oncoming, you see something new every weekend, right? Mm -hmm. There's a new festival. There's the Kentucky State Park, Mm -hmm. you know, there's concerts happening. And just so happens, Chris, at the same time, was kind of landing what I figure is kind of the paramount premier position for large convention in the state. So, yeah, fill us in on what the job entails and what's happening in the world of conventions right now. And how many people work for you. (laughs) So, so, you know, I, I took the job here and, and, and our CEO, Mr. Beck, kind of said, I don't know if anybody understands how big conventions are to the state of Kentucky. And um, the, the Louisville International Convention or yeah, Kentucky International Convention Center is one of the, the largest in this region. And so, you know, it brings in, I think, co- close to $25 million in sales of revenue wow. just, for, just for alone this location. And we have the Kentucky Exhibition Center, obviously, with the state fair and doing everything. Like, we have a huge event happening Amazing. for the equipment and um, uh, power shows that are going on out there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a job that I, I think that I fell into after running UofL Health for a year and a half in their food services department. But it really has become too, too much of a passion for me and seeing the great food that we can create because these people are coming from, in, from anywhere. And, you know, you yeah. want to have a great great menu for them to actually experience and you want to actually see what's going on but uh so my day my day in is is normally five in the morning i get out of here at five six o'clock at night oh, sometimes wow. and you know for me it's it's running an operation like today where we're doing a, a plate up for 800 for lunch 800 for uh, lunch. we're doing a wow. uh, reception at one of our one of our ballrooms for a thousand we're doing another one for 500 and you know we're always consistently busy here and so um, it's it's been a, a lot of fun uh, just experience it, but it's 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 an experience that nobody else I think has had that, that fun and and, and embraced it as much as and, I have. And getting busier, right? So. Getting busier, busier. Oh, yeah. we are getting so busy after after COVID has stopped. Stop we went from a hundred of a hundred shows to already up to 150 160 shows. Wow. What's a so, big crowd like? And when, and when I say show, I mean that that's a whole week. Yeah, just nothing. But yeah, sure. Yeah. What's yeah. a what's a big crowd like? What's a when you're like this is a because you yeah, say right. eight hundred or a thousand, you know you you, you just throw that out. But mm-hmm. like, do you do more? Like, what what is a number? You're yeah. like this is a big number. Yeah, keep uh, so, so I guess you know my experience comes from working in big big operations. So I was at GE for two years. I was at Toyota, and I think that was one one of the most fun experiences was plating up twenty five thousand turkey and dressing. And, How uh, many? Twenty five thousand. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. Yeah, I got yeah, twenty five hundred. It was a lot of fun. It was wow. A lot of fun. I mean, that's basically a stadium. So. You're feeding a stadium at that point. 
Yeah. So yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about you know just from from the other side. Like, how do you put on something like that? Yeah. You know, I, the only thing I can speak of when we do say Alltech mm-hmm. Symposium, that's twenty five hundred fillet and smoked salmon dinners, right? And this right. is like ten grills, searing off fillets, going into holding boxes and hotel pans, running eleven buffet lines all at once. Just madness. Right. Is it similar setup? How does it work? Well, I, I'll say this. Um, when I took this job, they, they toured the kitchen with me. I was very fortunate because Levy Restaurants is our our um, our provider here, and they they run the Central Bank Center and they run uh, the Kentucky Horse Park, and they do a great job there. But uh, the big thing is they they said what they wanted, and the state of Kentucky and, and the convention center, the board decided that this is what needs to happen. And so we have not only the planning, but the the team here is phenomenal. The um, it's like driving a Porsche because I have eight rationale ovens that are just wheeling in. I have uh, <laughs> 10 combi ovens. I'm, I'm looking at five kettles, you know, a flat top, a grill size, the size of, I mean, the kitchen's at least 20,000 square feet and it, it's huge. And we have so many coolers that we're able to actually have the capacity to hold that. So the number I look at is, is 10,000 plated is a, that's a bit, that's a big deal. So, you know, that's something that we have to look at. We have two conveyor belts that imagine. we're doing our, our plate ups. It's pretty easy for us to do, you know? So, oh, that's pretty cool. I've yeah. never seen a conveyor belt plate up. That's just awesome yeah, assembly yeah. line stuff. So, you know, 10,000, 10,000 people now can other caterers come in there and you support them or do you guys do all the cooking and everything no we are the only we are the exclusive partner for kentucky international venues so what what other venues are there outside of this again out of of the convention center itself uh we have the uh, kentucky exhibition center obviously churchill downs we uh we support churchill downs on a regular basis whenever they need it in fact uh, just a little bit ago, I had one of their associates coming over to help us for an event tonight. Right. And, um, you know, so we have them, the Kentucky Exhibition Center, the Kentucky Performing Arts Center, the Kentucky uh, Science Center. And so it's it's kind of cool. The Science Center does a lot of weddings, um, and they actually have a, uh, a really cool thing they're happening for, um, for uh, uh, Halloween this year for the kids. So I put some stuff together for them, and uh, we've got, like, some kielbasa that's going to be wrapped in uh, – uh, shave phyllo. We're gonna call it um, uh, toes and bandages, and a little bit of barbecue sauce. But you know, you get to have fun with that. Sure. You know? Spooky That's, spaghetti yeah. and freaky yeah. French fries. Yeah. <laughs> You know, though, there, there are parallels. You know, if you're a home cook and you don't work in a restaurant, you don't work in a caterer, you think, I'll never cook for that many people. But there are parallels mm-hmm. if you're cooking for a family of four or right. 4,000. And one of the basic things is food has to be ready at the same time. Two. You got, yeah. Right? You have to have. So how do you ensure, and, you know, maybe you can help even the home cooks with this. To make sure things are ready, like you want your mashed potatoes ready when your meatloaf is ready, because you don't want one to sit for an hour. Well, so. I'm, I'm going to butt in a little answer, but mm-hmm. you forget Chris is driving a spaceship, sure. really, with combi ovens, right? And yeah, combi combi ovens. What are those? You go ahead, Chris. Yeah. What's combi? Uh, so combi oven? It, it it it's something where you can set a time, introduce um, any kind of moisture. You can put it in there. So one of the things, and the best way to describe it is I had chicken that I was doing today, and I wanted it set up for um, to be finished by 9 for a service at 10.30. So it was finished by 9 by putting a thermometer or probe in there, set the timer. It was ready to go, and I just left it in there, and at the last minute pulled it out, and it was, it was done. 
But I had to sear it ahead. Yeah, it's just, it's plug and turn. So the biggest thing is adding flavor in the beginning Mm -hmm. and making sure you know how to be able to, you know, time it out right the right way so that's what it's about yeah hey how many pounds of turkey do you have to have to do twenty five thousand turkey and dressings (laughs) it was was a ton one ton wait wait where do you find these guys these turkeys question because wait a minute the holidays are around the corner yeah and chris you're feeding 10 20 000 people at once and i'm i kind of get a little bit bent when it's over 150 people at, at in his sure. little kitchen right but uh can you find turkey breast right now what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. in in, 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 in no november and no what are you gonna do with about potatoes you're gonna like get a truck and it's, take all the turkeys you can find off the side of the road well you know i saw some in my backyard the other day and i was like you know I told you're gonna need them hey just, just pull the trigger, bro. Nobody will know. Yeah. But Is that hard to find right now? You're going to be seeing plenty of roasted chicken on the table this year instead of turkey. Really? Trust me. Why? Yeah. Is that, is that there just aren't any turkeys? Well, unless they've packed them all away in, in, and they're holding them for retail, as in grocery stores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of, but they're not really available on the wholesale and and on our side well, right now. Why I mean, is that? I wonder. If you can get them, you're you're in wholesale closer to the ten dollar a pound range so you're saying $10. this year don't plan on 29 cent I don't, pound turkeys i'm i'm kind of doom and gloom forecasting like i said maybe they're holding them back sure. to releasing them yeah be they plenty, could be but, doing that marketing right. stuff you know yeah. they could be doing it wonder uh, why i wonder what happened uh, you know I mean, it could be that people are cutting back on the farmers are cutting back because they don't know schools reopen you know? institutions schools reopen. reopen cafeterias everybody's that's deli meat them. and lunch meat that's the turkey market all year and i guess it kind of went dormant yeah, it's for a been while. it's been a it's been a hard situation we actually on our menu have told some of our clients that you know we are having an issue to be able to get the products the turkey yeah. products of cab and so you know if we have to we change that to a ham or something like a roast beef because yeah. that seemed to well, be a little bit more of a fix and you know idea. you think about it short order. the turkey situation you're gonna have to go around it and, and I, I think the roast chicken's a big deal but heck man just go with prime rib on your on your menu from yeah. now on for, for that's a good for, uh, is, it's nicely priced right now <laughs> is, it, is really? it really but the ribeye market's fine new york strips are high yeah. What else yeah. is hard? To, what else? Because I mean, obviously, Fillet. you probably see this before the consumer does because you're buying on such a big. But what else is? What do you guys foresee? Is like this short is going to be tough to get. Short, this yeah, cranberries. Well, Potatoes. in the next few months, I'm sure Chris is seeing this because he's probably even closer to the the big supply line than I am. But eggs, no problem. They are going to be rough. Uh, eggs, any rough. butter and cream. Really? So basically the commodity stuff. The real yeah, stuff. actually, yeah. Chicken, you know. Uh, Things pork that we seems eat to be lot. fairly stable. So does uh, so does some cuts of beef. But, um, huh. yeah, turkey, chicken, eggs. Turkey and chicken are, are, are and potatoes down the road are potatoes. potentials. Potatoes. You know, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that are, you know, we can have a market report from our company. So I'll say this. I work for Levy, and Levy is the umbrella company for uh, Compass's our main provider and then we have levy underneath us and we get a market report daily of any of the produce and any of the commodities that are going up or going down and so for for instance yeah turkey the avian flu just wiped everybody out and i think there you go we're not going to see any change in that anytime soon they're not going to have a chance to recoup um you know if you got wild turkey out there you want somebody to come over and do it that'd be great and that's one of the best <laughs> to get it. Jeremy, the where you're getting it jeremy actually has a family of turkeys that go 
about just about in your backyard, and I swear I'll kill you if you try to go after those turkeys. Calling my children turkeys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see them when I'm on the trail in the morning, yeah, <laughs> in exactly. the fall. Yeah. So this is a, this is something that can you imagine what would happen with people if there were no turkeys for Thanksgiving? That might be as bad as high gas prices. Right. You know, Absolutely. if you can't find turkeys. Uh, like, and I hate to say it, but we get pretty entitled. Oh, things. we are entitled. And we demand a turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah, gotta have we, a turkey. We, we're in so if we don't get it things you know all hell we don't like tofu turkey you know chris can attest to it it's it's, we've seen the whole yin and yang of the market you've seen you know demand go down and supply go up and now we've seen supply non-existent demand through the roof hey chris when you were five years old did you know you wanted to do this when you grew up when i was five years old i wanted to play baseball for the cincinnati reds okay And, and then i went to and then i went to work at this place called malone's yeah, and then I, and then I met this guy who uh, inspired me to go to Johnson and Wales. He's sitting right there. Yeah, and Our the rest yeah, is me. history. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. what, so you what know, was it? Working for him taught me a lot. What so. was it about Chef Jeremy that made you want to? What, Everybody what wants to look that sexy cooking. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 just you know, not not having to be in an office every day. You know, that's the one thing he taught me is you know being able to touch people and have fun with it. And, and experience giving some something of yourself to somebody. So, uh, to, kudos mm-hmm. to, to Jeremy for I like how this interview is going. His head is swelling. I can't get him through the he door. Is, he is. Yeah, Chris, you're rocking it out. <laughs> what, what was your specialty at Azure? What, what did you do? The man Azor? loves soup. He I, grunt, I thought you were Bernie, the soup man. You, yeah, you were. I was like, what's the yeah. new soup today, Chris? Yes. I'm like, Chris I never get to make a soup. Man. Chris makes a soup. Yeah, do you get to make soup now? Yeah, I'm actually putting the sweet and spicy corn bisque on the menu out here for our, our new there. Kentucky Tasty Table. It's a good one. So, yeah, right, I'm doing a some... uh, smoked uh, prime rib with uh, a Henry Bain sauce, a uh, bourbon barrel julie, and all that fun stuff. So, Just for know. a thousand people. Yeah, just for a thousand. Just for oh, a thousand, easy. maybe occasional well, I mean, 25 I forgot 000. to tell you, I have five smokers in the back, too. So. Oh, well, then, then it's no problem. Hey, Chris, yeah. uh, Chris uh, is there a size... Um, packing larger than a number 10 can is there a size number larger than a number 10 10 can now okay so, so you guys have to open that many uh-huh. cans of what? oh i never thought about that just cans opening cans what? cans of what yeah do you have Whatever. a machine is cans it electric of- yeah, uh, actually, we well, just do our ten ounces. You use the hand turner, yeah, hand crank, hand cranker, and go. So a well, number no ten can, yeah. a number ten can is a large no, restaurant oh, large. size can, a and to open it, there's a thing that looks sort of like a large pencil sharpener, and you put it on the counter, you bang it, and then you Twist rotate it around. around. And I've done that a billion times when I worked in restaurants. Well, I mean, just to make the soup he's going right. to make tonight, he's going to need. I don't How know. How many will you need? 60 cans of that? I don't know. 800 people? No, we're not, so if I were doing soup tonight and I, and I were doing something like that, I would actually cut it with some kind of cream. There's ways to work around it, but it, the biggest thing is the mathematics behind it. So everything everything we do is, is a science. So if we're doing six ounces of soup, we know to the itemized detail how much we're actually going to be putting in there. That's a good question. Like For soup, especially... Like, what what is something if you really like making soup and whether you're making it on a big scale or a small scale what's a cheat or just a good hack for a home chef who i like to make soup but yeah, you know i don't yeah. i never i'm never really happy do you with have bouillon you see restaurant soup is always better restaurant soup is always better do you have chicken based vegetable based beef paste is that the secret home? you have it yeah yeah that's the secret bouillon is the take, take take some hey here, here's the secret to it all bouillon. celery carrots and onions man you know, celery, celery carrots, carrots and onions. And onions. It's the pot. base of everything. 
So empire. The trio. Celery. Yeah. Carrots and what's he? Celery, carrots, onions. You dice that up. You make any soup base. You're going to have a nice, well, good bones for a good broth and anything. Um, yeah. You know, I definitely agree with so. them well, on that. Well, a little soup base never hurts. Well, I'm saying you said home. Right, right. I home. mean, it's you, you're, you're about, not yeah. going to sit around making stocks. You're well, not. The you're, thing, like, so go you know ahead. When you make stock, you, they're always a little weaker than they are in restaurant. Restaurant stock well, you use is a lot just of so cream. Yeah, it looks like tea. It's like, oh, great. I don't. You, it has but no you, flavor. Don't you right. use a lot of cream and, and really good ingredients like that? We in do. Restaurant soups. In, 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 we can. Why yeah, and cream. Cream really dulls flavor. You know, the fat coats your tongue and you can't taste as many things. So what 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 I'm saying for the home cook is is yeah. to get some soup bouillon base. Make it stronger. Yeah. Just Can I ask it. you a question? Honestly. Okay. That's man just, to man. I mean, do I do that at home? <laughs> Sometimes. I But I have stock. I want to hear man to man. Man to man. Mano a mano. In order to make food really good at home, yeah. do, I, do I need to be willing to use an egregious amount of butter and salt? I mean, if I'm eating it. <laughs> I mean, you want you said good food, yeah. I mean, that, that's no, it, right? I mean, it really that, is just okay. in the seasoning. So I, I think, I think, um, you know, just use quality. It doesn't take much really good ingredient mm. like that. You don't really need a whole lot of butter and salt for a lot of things, but you need butter and you salt. You need butter and salt. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I, that's what I hey, thought. A little cream well, thrown in. Yeah, yeah, a little cream. Yeah, a little cream. I mean, that's more, but you have to have them. You can't just not. <laughs> because that's what elevates restaurants. Don't or, give me the coconut oil stuff and the <laughs> right. grape seed. No. Uh, how many people work for you, Chris? What's that? How many people work in your kitchen for you? So, in one of my in this kitchen I here have here we have any, any anywhere from ten to twenty five cooks at a time in here. Wow! And at, in all the other locations, they have about the same, except for like the, the performing arts. The chef from there was just here today doing a photo shoot with me. I think he has maybe seven or eight cooks down there. And so, how are you having any staffing issues? Is it hard for you to find them? It, w- it was uh, in the beginning around the Louisville area, but I've, uh, we've made some connections with some temporary agencies, and uh, it's been very successful with those temporary agencies bringing people on. So we've been able to do- – it's hard sometimes to find the right fit, but if you teach them how to do one thing right – then they'll come back and do it the next time the same way, same day and, and, and you know or next yeah. same way and it's great man. you're like an and, orchestra and, conductor <laughs> you know basically I mean, it, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's, i mean it's about delegation delegation is the key so yeah. you and know, having that's the only way to do it you can delegate to as brought yeah to the well to to to, to levy's point and to everybody else's point right now it's it was hard but we've been able to actually achieve a lot more do you so. ever long to have your own restaurant like Do in your old age, restaurant? yeah. Have your own <laughs> restaurant, maybe in your old age. I, you know, I have a dream of one day going to Italy and opening a nice little, uh, small, Ooh. little, little lunch restaurant, vineyard. Get to drink all the wine I want and mm. look at the look at the beach, and that's it. Go that's to bed early. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Go to bed early. That's it. Yep. So <laughs> spaghetti and sleep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sounds like retirement. I like it. Yeah. All right, we we got about a minute left, so let me ask you. Again, I always try to relate things back to the home cook. What is the absolute hardest thing to make for a crowd? And maybe the thing you're like, I won't make this for a crowd. I'll make it for my (laughs) family. But if people are coming up, I'm not doing it. Just It's too much. It's too risk versus reward. Not there for both of you chefs. What is it? You you know first, first. Chris. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was. Because I think souffle. I think chef that chef that demonstrated that he can't sleep at no night. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if, some, if somebody wants, uh, you know, a souffle for two thousand, uh, yeah, that's going to be hard, um, and I'll admit that. So, 
especially if it's a chocolate souffle and, and you know, you're having to temper everything and then get it sure. in the ovens. And that's that that's something that I have a, di- a different difficulty mm, with. But okay. that's, you know, that's the one I'm going to run away from. So and that's why I have a pastry chef here. So it makes <laughs> it, it easier for me. Yeah, so. yeah, well, interesting. I don't want to tempt it on a good day. Is there anything you just like, nope? Oh, man, no, bring it on. I'm not scared of anything, Twitch. Bring it on. <laughs> anything, anytime, anywhere. We could, we could do this, you can right? through fire. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not like a five-gallon bucket of steam. like something 24-7 impossible souffles. 24-7 souffles. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, all day long. <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, Chris Roth. Yeah. I can microwave, right? Of the Kentucky yeah. International Convention Center. Thank you so much for being on with us today, man. Yeah, Chris. Hey, thanks. guys, thanks. And next time you'll have to come down, Jeremy, you can come cook with me, and we'll do a show like that, okay? Love it. Yeah, yeah, let's do Love that. It. Good. Love it. Back for more okay. Food News right. and Chews. Okay. All right.